0: Good morning, good friends, and grace and peace to you. I am Reverend Beverly Edwards, the associate pastor for pastoral care of this church, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to this service from wherever you are. This is Reverend Rebecca's sabbatical time, and so between me and Reverend Floyd, we will be doing the services for the next several weeks. And it is such a pleasure to be with you, no matter who you are or who you love or where you come from or what you believe. You are welcome here in the United Congregational Church of Little Compton. And now, let
1: us worship God.
0: Good morning, good friends. My name is Beverly Edwards. I'm the Associate Pastor for Pastoral Care at the United Congregational Church of Little Compton. And we are so glad that from wherever you are, whatever you are wearing, whoever you are with, whoever you love, whatever you look like, No matter whether your faith is sharp or a little down, whatever, we are so happy to be together from wherever we are. What a privilege it is to worship God together. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day, for our lives, for the lives of all those who have gone before us, who have been our heritage, and who have taught us about you, O God. And about how to live our lives and how to be present to one another. This day, as we remember those who have gone before us and celebrate the lives of those we are now able to see more clearly in this time of coming out of COVID, all of that. In good times and bad, we give you thanks that you are our God and present to us. And so let us, good friends, pray the prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make a breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and stood up on their feet a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone, we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord.
3: 2, 1-4, four, and 14-18. through 18. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. But Peter standing with the eleven raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women in those days, I will pour out my spirit
0: and they shall prophesy. For most of us, Memorial Day is a peaceful, nostalgic day of remembrance. Yet recently I have seen Ken Burns' documentary on the Civil War and read histories that graphically portray the shocking atrocities committed on both sides. There were an appalling number of deaths from septic wounds and shocking conditions in makeshift hospitals and prison camps as well. Relatively little is reported about the conditions for slaves and free blacks, but they were probably treated even more horribly. Or left to die of neglect. It has occurred to me that after the battles Manassas and Antietam must have looked like Ezekiel's valley of dry bones with only the bitter wind stirring the dust. And if like Ezekiel God calls us to look with clear eyes down the paths of history we must not turn away from the slaughter of the millions of young men lost in wars to end all wars, from Troy to most recently Afghanistan. And not only deaths from wars, when I preached in Little Compton on Memorial Day last year, who could have predicted that this May of 2021 In our own country alone, we are grieving the lonely deaths of over 400 parents and children, first responders and COVID deniers from a deadly virus that knows no boundaries and makes no distinctions. Or that with our own eyes, we have been unable to look away from the suffocating death of George Floyd and begin to face into our own culpability. On this Memorial Day, God calls us to look through Ezekiel's eyes at the terrible toll of all war, all violence, all disease, and to stand in helpless humility with the prophet when God asks, sons and daughters of man, can these bones live? We feel overwhelmed by the silence of the dead, the anonymity of all those bones. We look away, not believing that breath can return and vitality be restored to those who have been destroyed. Our New Testament scripture lesson today turns our focus to the death of one particular man and its devastating effects on his friend. We know the story how this man, Jesus, was called by God and commissioned to fulfill the ancient prophecies, bringing new life to the people who endured in darkness, restoring sight to the blind and calling the lame to walk. He challenged the dry bones theology of the Jewish authorities with his preaching that God's love trumped the stifling ancient laws and that by God's grace freedom overcame fear and life itself was eternal. For his courage and fearlessness this man Jesus was tried, convicted, and crucified in an execution as humiliating and horrible as any battlefield death. His mother and the other women did not look away. They watched his agony. They helped with the entombment. And on the third day, like the Confederate mothers and wives on the first Memorial Day, They came to the grave bearing what they needed to honor him. We know the miraculous story of Jesus' resurrection, of his appearances alive to Mary and the disciples. And we have the account of his ascension into heaven after his promise to the disciples that he would send a comforter, an advocate. But on that morning, those disciples were as dead men. This beloved leader they had followed so joyfully had died. True, they had seen him alive once more, but then he had disappeared for good. The Jewish authorities were eager to put an end to resurrection rumors by killing any disciples they could find. The disciples and the women with them were fearful and hopeless, huddled together in a secret room like slaves on the Underground Railroad, like Anne Frank and other Jews, hidden yet doomed. God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones, saying, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, I will call breath to enter you, and you shall live. And as he prophesied, there was a rattling, and the bones came together, and there were sinews on them and flesh and skin, but there was no breath. Then God commanded, prophesy to the breath and say, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live and breath came into them, and they lived." This same life-giving breath God breathed into Adam at his creation. God formed the body first, but it was God's breath that brought him to life, the same breath that enlivens every one of us every moment of our lives. This very breath of God is the mighty wind that filled that dismal room, blowing all doubt and despair away. And these men and women, as good as dead, came alive once more. They became on fire with the word of the Lord, filled with hope and new life, inspired to tell the good news of Jesus Christ, risen in all the languages of the world. This mighty wind is the Holy Spirit, the breath that God blew across the seas when God formed the earth. It is the energy behind the four winds that Ezekiel summoned when God said, O people, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken and I have done it, says the Lord. This is the Holy Spirit that God sent to the disciples, which inspired them to let go of their fear and to breathe into life the earliest churches, which in turn became the body of Christ, alive and life-giving to all the world. We are not naive We know that physical death comes to us all and for all too many, it comes unfairly or accidentally or with pain and sometimes terror. We grieve the loss of our parents, our lovers, even tragically our children. Yet we must remember that physical death is not necessarily the worst thing. Too often we find ourselves physically alive, but emotionally dead, like those dry bones, unconnected to one another, unable to pull ourselves together. Sometimes we feel buried under the weight of shame or disgrace, the loss of a job, a divorce, the helplessness of dementia, are all deaths that change our lives forever. Yet we have the power to live our lives fully in the face of death, because the Holy Spirit wraps us in God's love. The Gospel of John assures us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In this strange year of masks and isolation, our churches have discovered new ways of being present to us, even or especially in our isolation. Zoom has become an agent of the Holy Spirit for worship, Bible study, for reaching out to friends and family. And even as television has brought us horrific visions of racist atrocities and violence in our most sacred spaces, we as communities of faith are beginning to come alive again and to humbly confess how our own white privilege has blinded us to the suffering of so many. As we become fully vaccinated and able to worship together and to physically pass the peace again, we will appreciate ever more our God-given calling to witness to the new life God offers and to share blessings with our neighbors near and far in solidarity and in love. So this Memorial Day as we remember our dead with devotion and respect. Let us consecrate ourselves to work for peace and reconciliation on earth. And in this resurrection moment, when we can unmask and walk together without fear, let us go forth in love to serve one another and our community and all the world in Christ's name and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good friends, as we come into this time of prayer, take a deep breath, a breath of life, and settle yourselves. Come into your deepest place, the place where God is most present to you, and just be quiet and let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for all the beauty of our world, for the gifts of all those people that we love, for the treasures of those who have gone before us and shown us the way, and for the children And the grandchildren and all the generations that are coming along behind and give us hope and joy. This day, O God, we pray that you will bind us together as families, as friends, as a community who cares for each other. And we ask that in Your grace, You will help us to listen to each other, to hear the concerns we have, and to respond with concern, and with understanding, and with a sense of hearing each other without judgment. Oh God, we ask that you be with all those who are suffering in mind or body or spirit and that you will send light into their darkness and give them hope for brighter days ahead and courage to know that no matter what happens, they are beloved and they are doing your will. Holy God on this Memorial Day we all lift up to you our memories of those we love who have gone before us of those we know of who have died in in wars, in violence, or from despair and hopelessness. Be with the families of all of those. Be with everyone who loves them and help us to come to terms, to forgive and to be tender with ourselves for any part we might have played in their despair and hard times. This day, O God, we lift up all those who have served our country in all of the centuries and we ask that you will continue bless them and to give them a spirit of hopefulness, to give them a sense of the work that they are doing as called and holy, and to give them a sense that peace is far preferable to violence and that war should be only a very, very last resort. Be with the leaders of the countries of the world, especially we pray at this moment for those leaders in Israel and Palestine, those holy countries that have been so torn apart for centuries and help all leaders from other countries to be with them and to help them to find some lasting peace. Holy God, we ask that you be with everyone who is grieving and give to them the reminder that death is not the end of life and that in the spring In the beautiful time, all will be well and all will be peace. You who know each one of us far, far better than we know ourselves, breathe into us, O God, and give to us, as you have promised, what is needed for us to live a holy, blessed, and useful life. We prayed this and all our prayers in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good friends, we thank you for joining us for our worship today. If you would like to support the ministries of this church, both in our community and in the wider world, there is a notice right on your screen of how to give online or, of course, you can always send a check to P.O. Box 506, Little Compton, Rhode Island. And now, good friends, May the blessing of God Almighty, the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit be upon us, upon those we love, upon this poor and broken world, this day and forevermore. Amen.
4: For listening. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast or leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Our virtual worship team is the Reverend Rebecca Floyd Marshall, Senior Minister, Lily Clark, Project Manager, Cam Clark, Video Production, Alex Floyd Marshall, Audio Engineer, and Charlie Thomas, Readings Coordinator. The horn and string music you hear is performed by the Thomas family. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsels, guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace. Thank